When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome back to the podcast, the Coach Steve Show. We have our remote co-host, Brad Miller, ordering us some applesauce as we sit here and talk about this. And Coach Nathan West, who came back as well. There's no mustaches this time. Brandon Peters got rid of his, so Brad has the beard instead. It's true. My mustache November is over, unfortunately. Is it because Brandon Peters got rid of his? He heard I was going to swift kick him in the nuts. And knew to get rid of it. I mean, I think he got a swift kick in the nuts yesterday, so no need to beat that horse. <laughs> Sorry, I was laughing at myself. I'm pretty funny. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sports topics. Whoops. Sports topics. Yeah, this is our Jim Harbaugh needs miles on Auburn hate you come to Illinois. Yeah, so there we go. This is our line I recap, but we talk everything sports before we get to Illinois because Illinois football is awful. Yeah, that's a but Illinois basketball, right. even though they lost, is pretty good. But sports topics. So yeah, I saw a tweet this morning that said Jim Harbaugh is going to get an extension at Michigan. Stay tuned. It's not confirmed yet. Why would Michigan do this? Who knows? Is this his last year of his contract? I think too, or is it next year? I thought it was next year because I thought they still had some money on the table. 
Yeah, that's just it. So, like, they very rarely ever let a coach go to their final year because you're not going to be able to recruit anybody. Right. <clears throat> so, I think he's got maybe one more. And why you would want him there, I have no clue. They have unbelievable facilities. They can bring somebody in. They're Michigan. It isn't like in Illinois. They are Michigan. You get somebody in there that can compete with Ohio State and maybe win one game in the first five years of their contract, and you've got something. Because Michigan's facilities are absolutely unbelievable. You play in front of 108,000 people. There's only one other school in the Big Ten you can say that. Well, my okay. So if you're Jim Harbaugh, you were brought in there to like bring Michigan back to bully ball. Like we run the football, have a decent quarterback all the time. And in five years, I don't think have they had one quarterback in that time where it's like, oh, this guy. Yeah, Brandon Peters, he's at Illinois. Brandon Peters, the coach for Illinois. And then when, now, have you watched the the the, the um, show on Amazon that they have? What's it called? Uh, it's the NFL show nothing. on Amazon. All or nothing. They did an all or nothing on Michigan. I think it was 2015. And it was pretty good. But that's when they had their debacle by playing three quarterbacks. But the year before that, they had like a really good season. So I wonder who that quarterback was at that time. That was when they thought they were going to go. He wouldn't have recruited, right? Right, but still had to coach him. My my other question is, like, how many times does it actually work out when you bring someone in to coach the college they went to? Never. I feel like it has literally never worked out. All right, I found the tweet, so I'm going to read the tweet. Rob Parker tweeted, okay. he goes, he said, my moles are telling me that Michigan football is going to extend Jim Harbaugh. Currently, he has one year left on his contract. After all the struggles this season, some thought Harbaugh would head back to NFL. Apparently, he'll stay with the Wolverines. Stay tuned. You're going to extend him just to keep him from going to the NFL? If I'm most Michigan people who want to be competitive, I'm saying – Jim, you haven't beat Ohio State since you've been here, like with all due respect. Because ultimately, let's be honest here. It's kind of like, so Oakwood doesn't really have a rivalry game. Like, but to compare this to high school, you can go one and eight at Westville. And as long as that one wins against Georgetown, you're the saint. You know what I mean? So, like, you have to beat Ohio State at some point. And if you can't do that, then they've got to find somebody else. Like, that's just how that's got to work. Because they're, they're not getting it done. You would think that's how that works. But... <laughs> you know what? I could totally see Gus Malzahn going to Michigan. Oh, don't say that. We need to hold out hope, dang it. But I don't think yeah, Illinois are paying okay. $7 million a year. Think about it, though. Think about that. <clears throat> Gus Malzahn is like I'm pretty sure. Old boy, god damn it! Who's the name of the coach for Alabama? Nick Saban. Saban. Oh, Saban. good lord! Saban, applesauce are you eating over there? Saban once a month has to have a nightmare about Gus Malzahn, right? Not this year. 
not this year, but like the stuff Gus Malzahn's been able to do, you're going to tell me he can't do that at Michigan to Ohio State? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think I mean, Gus, that's why I want him in yeah. Illinois. I want to be able to compete. But Michigan can afford Michigan could afford him. Yeah, Illinois can't. Well, and so here's my thing is, okay, so you hire a $3 million a year coach that doesn't even get you to a bowl game. To me, I'd rather pay $7 million, get eight or nine wins a year, and be happy. At Illinois, that is almost a utopia. <laughs> oh, I would love for it. I just want to know where that money's coming from. I mean, maybe they could. I don't know. Well, yeah, because then you're thinking about your pay. They would reach out to Shad Khan and Jimmy John. And that's all they would need. <laughs> hey, no, Jimmy John's a start in Charleston. Let's hold back up a second. Yeah. <laughs> I I would have a really hard time seeing Illinois paying two coaches again. But well, Lovey's getting close to the end of his, right? Or is he like because he's been there five years. It's gotta be close. I don't it's know. It's gotta be close because he's in year Yeah. I mean he had a six year deal. Well, what the heck is going on with my hands here? There we go, six. But <laughs> you bring up a good point. You bring up a good point. There has to be some rich boosters from Illinois. If they went to them and said, "Hey, we have a shot at getting Gus. We need more money," I think yeah. they'd be all on board. I think they'd be like, "Okay." You know why? Because those suites would fill up that are basically empty. And seventy-seven club from the forty-yard line to the forty-yard line would be full. Are we taking callers? He's a click the mute button. I click. I I muted him. I'm doing my moderated duties. Of yeah, we'll, we'll continue on here. Um, oh, he's back. Oh, on you. Yeah. So. Yeah. I personally think that there there is more money at the U of I than what any of us can fathom. It's just you've got to bring in the right guy. Well, we're jumping ahead from our Illinois talk. We'll save that for the Illinois stuff. But yeah, but I but think Jim personally, Jim Harbaugh needs to go. I mean, you haven't beat your rival, and you've had substandard seasons for Michigan. And let's be honest, haven't really come close to beating Ohio State. No. Right. They've talked a lot of trash. A lot of trash. <laughs> and then they have punched in the face. Yeah. Well, that, because there was a couple years there where Michigan was good, and we all thought, okay, this could be a competitive game. And then it is for like the first quarter. And then Ohio yeah. State goes, oh, we're going to score 40 now. Oh, yeah, we're Ohio State. We forgot about that for a second. Like, what was the one year where they scored, like, 20 points in the fourth quarter or something like that? Yeah. Was I don't think Elliott was there. An Ohio State-Michigan game that's been close. Who – I think it was, like, 2006. Uh, Henny or whatever was the quarterback at Michigan. And, oh, yeah, uh, that was when they – That was the last time they won, right? Him and Mario Manningham and, and all those guys. Wasn't it Corey Hart was their running back? Yeah. Yeah. Who was the quarterback? Mike Hart. Mike Hart. Mike Hart. Yep. Corey Hart. Do you wear your sunglasses at night, Brad? Yeah. 
uh, yeah. So no. So they had Mike Hart, who was a great college running back that never panned out anywhere else. Was that the guy that was fighting? Then they had another, another receiver with that team too. Because I was at that Illinois Michigan game and had to park clear down at the Fire Science Institute for that ABC night game. Ooh. It was cool. I love the Illinois night games. Oh, when, and then they did the jet flyover. So, like, you could see, like, the big, huge flames coming out the back. Oh, nothing was better Man- than the Illinois night game. Was Manningham that five foot nothing running back? No, no he was a good receiver. Played he for the Giants. Giants. He won a couple of Super Bowls with the Giants. Good job, Brad. We're just going to over talk one another. It's great. That's all we do here. <laughs> who was, Very professional. Who was Michigan's running back that was like four foot eight or five foot all muscle? We just had this conversation. Like, Mike no, Hart. Mike Hart. Okay. Yeah. He wasn't <laughs> listening at all. I couldn't he hear over your, I couldn't hear over your phone call, Brad. It distracted me. Maybe that was he kicked in. Don't be telling me whose name is on the show. Who writes your check for that applesauce? You get muted. <laughs> mute, mute. It's true. I got to pay for this applesauce somehow. <laughs> the feds are coming in short on the check this week. <laughs> in all reality, I did just spend like two hundred fifty dollars on applesauce. So, <laughs> God, is there gold flakes in that applesauce? No, we just got a lot of guys. <laughs> what kind of drugs are you putting in that applesauce? The bad kind of drugs that make you feel good. That's right, but legal in Illinois, so Brad can do that. I can't. Oh. I can't do that at all. Oh yeah, it's still a Fed job. Yeah. You can tell us after we're done recording. Um, no yeah, so Harbaugh needs to be gone. And if if Auburn wants to get rid of Gus Malzahn, I will most definitely throw my hat in the ring for that for Illinois. Well, they have a lot of money in him too, so I wonder. Dude, they said like seven million a year. Yeah, something like that, which is crazy. And it's because, again, are they measuring him beating Alabama or are they measuring what he does in the regular season? Like, is that why I, they have him? I think that's all that matters to them. It's the, is, the Georgetown Westville thing. You beat once every, yeah, once every like five year contract extension, you have to beat Alabama. Because, because let's be honest here, when they had that 108-yard kickoff or kick return for a touchdown, uh, Alabama was the far better team, and Auburn just pulled it out of the hat. Which they've done that multiple times, though. Yeah, they've done that. But that's what I'm saying. Like Nick Saban's thorns have been Auburn, um, Old Miss, and Clemson. Yep. That's it. That's his only thorns. <laughs> Which is a pretty good life. Yeah. Like, besides last year when they didn't go to the college football play, like, that was the thing we were tweeting about was, what's your expectation? And I said, well, like, Alabama last year, that was unacceptable to go play mm-hmm. Michigan in some, no, like, some bowl game. Like, they yeah. did not like that. Their expectation is championship. Yeah. And it can be, though. They pull in the recruits. They have – like, Nick Saban's just created that. 
You know what I mean? And ultimately, they've had that for like the last 60 years. Like they get coaches in there that are there for a while, you know, like like the the dude who got who I got into it with on Twitter, like Dabo Sweeney went six and seven his first year at Clemson. Auburn would try and like have his head on a post for six and seven. Gus Malzahn, what, made it to a national championship his first year? Yep. And they got his head on a post. I think there's something to say there for like SEC versus ACC, though. But then in Auburn, right down the street, you got Alabama. So they think they, they want to be Alabama is what it is. And they're pissed off that they're not. And they're pissed off that big brother down the road there is winning championships. You had to pay Cam Newton to come there to win a championship. They did. You had to like that comment. They got really fired up about that. No, and you have a freaking tree <clears throat> for some reason. I don't know what the tree is. That, didn't somebody poison those trees? They poisoned it. Yeah, they did. And they got like charged with the big crime for that. Oh, yeah. No, it was like a felony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are now a felon for being an anti arborist. <laughs> And the thing is, I like Auburn too. Like, I like watching them. Gus is a good coach. They do good things. But I don't not... like Bo Nix. I hate Bo Nix. He's a running back, a quarterback. Yeah. He's terrible. Now, is he a sophomore too? He's young. Yeah. He's a sophomore. So and he it would be there two more years. Yeah. Of watching that. And then be a grad transfer to like Wisconsin. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, I think – but, like, they said over 10 yards, like, his completion percentage is 30% and a pass over 10 yards. Well, so I talked about this on another podcast. The first year – I can't remember the guy – the quarterback's name for Auburn. That first year Gus was there. That was the best-looking offense they had. They actually ran Gus's offense, like the buck sweeps and uh-huh. RPO stuff. And that's why they went to the national championship. Bo Nix is that quarterback. He's a running quarterback. They need to go back to doing that. But you bring in Chad Morris, who wants to run two-by-twos, three-by-ones, and pass the ball down the field, and Bo Nix can't do that. Right. He's he not. Brought, you yeah, brought up a good point. 30% down the field. I think Peters has a better way to get the ball down the field than he does. Yeah. yeah. God, that's sad. Well, because – in in. That's the thing is, he would be perfect in an Illinois offense because third and 18, we're on a uh, little out route by the back. Like, we've got it, mate. Or speed option. One of the two. Yeah. Our our offense is catered to a Bo Nix type person. But if no, he... our offense is catered to Isaiah Williams. <laughs> oh, no. I'm fired up about it. Hold on to that thought. Hold on. That's like three topics from now. Well, quit talking about it. Get that guy a Coke. <laughs> Get him Mormon some can't have Coke. He just gave away all of his applesauce. I'll have any applesauce left. <laughs> it's all gone. You just have fucking apples. That's all we have left. Did you see uh, Clemson, Virginia Tech at halftime? Uh-huh. It was 17-10. Oh, wow. And what didn't Virginia Tech come close to tying it there right before the half? Yeah. For a yard score. And then it's 45 10 was the final score. Yeah. Well, you you gotta, how long has it been since Clemson's played a game? It's 
been two weeks, hasn't it? No, that was last week. It had been oh. two weeks. Okay. But um, still, that that is like a championship football team. Did you see the sprinkler go off too? Uh-uh. Like right after the first series. Sprinkler gate. Go look it up. Clemson's on offense. Something A play just happened, so they're lining up, and all of a sudden the sprinkler goes off on the midfield, and Virginia Tech's players are dancing around it, and I'm like, this was planned. They're trying to stop them from scoring. They're turning on the fucking sprinkler. Uh, were they at Virginia Tech? Yeah. Dude, that is one place I'd love to go see a football game. Oh, yeah. For inner Sandman. It's oh. right up there with Wisconsin. I would yeah. love to go Wisconsin. Jump around. I would yeah. wear all Wisconsin stuff. Yes, I would do Just that. Just go be part of that. I'll be or to watch, to watch Clemson do the run down the hill. Be next to that. I think that would be awesome. I, I watched that this year. I My my big ass would fall down, I think. I'd, tr- I'd be the one that trips. That takes a lot of coordination because that's a pretty steep hill. Like, that's not even an overspeed training hill. That is like a, you're going to fall and roll a long time hill. Who was it in Vermillion County that has something like that? Does Milford have something like Milford that? Milford did. Yeah. yeah. That I'll never agree. Dude, it freaking... Uh, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Well, yeah. So when I was at Georgetown that first year, we played them and they had just gotten state ranked. And so, of course, they have they came down the grass instead of the concrete. And they had like all this smoke and everything. And then we beat them. But it was pretty cool. I remember my sophomore year was the first year going there. And it's cool at first when you're walking on the flat park because you're all like you're cleats are going at the same time it's pretty cool and then you get to yeah. that and you're just you're just cussing at each other like i'm gonna fucking fall i'm gonna fucking fall <laughs> like i'm like this yeah. is planned and then before they went to eight-man football they didn't go score 40 on them but well they went to eight-man football even though they have like 43 kids in their football program now i yeah. didn't know eight-man football was a thing in illinois oh yeah yeah oh yeah like- yeah, and now and now there there's rumor that Hoopston wants to do that because Milford they won the well, here's the deal. They proclaim themselves as the state champions with only six teams in eight man football in the state of Illinois. You can be a terrible eleven man team and go into eight man and just annihilate people. Um I talked to a coach Milford. There's a coach <laughs> on my podcast. I had um they're about to go to eight-man football because mm-hmm. they they only have like twenty-three kids. So in eight-man football, what do you run? Three down linemen. 
Yeah. yeah. You're just missing your tackles. And they can go out for passes. I, th- I think the center can go out for a pass. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. Because you know – <laughs> Blitz? Yeah. Because you know Coach Nate Allball, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had him on the podcast last you know, Friday. Was it mm-hmm. Thursday? Because he started – helped start that Judah Christian program. They started their football program. He was the head yeah. coach for a year. And he coached at Milford. He's why they were okay. Yeah. My senior year when we lost to them by one point, he was the head coach. And I told him that. And he was like, oh, my God, you guys were massive. That's all he said. He was like, you guys are – Oakwood is massive all the time. Yeah. And they ran that play, that uh, that play where they, they sugar huddle, that guy, that sniffer stands up, they hike the ball really quick, hand it to him, and they run the other direction. I the midget is what we called it, but I'm sure that's not politically correct. Hide the midget? Oh, that's fine. Hide the midget. Because literally the dude just hunkers down there, and everybody takes off one way, and then the midget just goes Pew! the other way. And that's the sound he makes, too. He did that. They did that to us. <laughs> he did that to us my senior year. And I'm on the sideline yelling, like, he has the fucking ball. He has the fucking ball. And, of course, like, I'm not going to say names, but Brad knows. Our big linemen, who Brad probably knows their names, weren't looking at it. Like, what are you talking about? I'm going to go shoot a deer or something. That's what they were thinking to themselves. That's probably real accurate. I'm going to yeah. block like this. Like I'm forearms are blocked like this. Forearm shivers all the time. Oh my god. We had a player from Georgetown that said, This is how we block before you got there, before you showed up, coach. I was in high school. This is how we block people. I was like, Oh good lord. Coach Sanford was like, This guy's a f- idiot. Still let him play. Still let him play. I don't know why. This ain't the eighties. Actually, the 70s. I think that was more 70s stuff. You got these things. They're called hands. It's an amazing thing. And then, uh, enough, they never got called for a hold. <laughs> they also they never blocked anybody. I was going to say, they averaged 10 sacks. <laughs> they gave up 10 sacks a game, but by God. <laughs> never had a holding penalty. You're never behind the sticks because of them. I will say, Steve, do you remember that? JV game we had where I got called for 10 holding penalties and a block in the back. <laughs> we shouldn't get called for the old post shot. Uh, Brad was trying to go for the most yards in a game record any way he could. In reverse. <laughs> yeah. uh, two things about that game. One, Jimmy Rutledge never forgave me because he – broke off for like a 90-yard touchdown run. It was the only <laughs> touchdown he ever had before he moved to being a lineman. And it got called back for a holding penalty on me. Hey, guys. The Coach Steve Show podcast has recently started to work with the Unhinged Sports Network. Um, it's a 24-hour playing podcast with different podcasts on there. Great stuff. Any sport that you could think of. They play it 24-7. They have weekly episodes and just play them throughout the week so you can never you never miss a show. And they are working with Fanatics.com. Uh, and, you know, Fanatics.com always has great deals during Black Friday. They had 70% off. Every single day there's daily deals from 20, 30, 40, 60% off on your favorite team's gear. Any team you want, you can find on there. You, um, you went to Illinois State University. You can find it on there. Any college team, any pro team, you can find things on there. They have shirts, hoodies, hats, 
mugs, different things that you could think of at fanatics.com. They have jerseys, uh, you know, so good. Treat yourself to a $12 shirt. Treat yourself to a $25 hoodie. So what you need to do is click the link in the episode description or on social media. Go shop at fanatics.com. Every single day there's deals. So it changes all the time. Black Friday had 70% off. The other day they were 60% off. It changes anywhere from 14-hour window to a 24-hour window. So please, again, use the link in the episode descriptions. Please use the link on social media. Also go check out Unhinged Sports Network. Go buy yourself something at Fanatics just to treat yourself, to buy a gift for somebody, birthday gift, anything. They have your sports gear. When your favorite sport comes back and you want to support your team, you become a fan of a new sports team, go treat yourself. So again, go to Fanatic. Use the link below in the episode description. Use the social media link at Fanatics. Treat yourself and get yourself something nice for all the sports seasons that are coming back. And then so for the rest of the half, I would snap the ball, stand straight up with my hands in the air, and use my crotch to try to, like, (laughs) block people. I'm going to hook you to death. Come here. (laughs) Swift kick to the nuts. That's what it was. Get off. I don't know you. That's my purse. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy thing is we still had a running clock at halftime. Oh, like, if that tells you anything about how that game went. I remember watching that. Snap the ball, put my hands up. I'm done. I'm yep. over. Yeah, because you were holding them, Brad. That's how they got that running clock. You were holding them with your... The, you should have used the forearm shaver. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And Jimmy reminds me every time I see him. It's good to be reminded of those, those things. Jimmy has a plaque up. My one touchdown and no picture because Brad just picked Brad with his arms up. <laughs> My first non-TD. Mm-hmm. So, Jimmy, if you're listening, you're welcome, bud. <laughs> well, it was like my senior year. They put me in a fullback one time in practice. It's like, okay, we'll try to do this. And then we went to go play Milford, and it was such a close game we couldn't do it. And I was like, God bless it. I almost had it. Yep. And I and you know you're supposed to go like this. The first time I tried to take a handoff, I was like, I'm, I freaked. out. I was like, nope, just give it to me. Just I just took. It. I was like, give it to him. Brad, do you remember when I put on the pads against you guys that last week? I was Cody Davis. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> that was so much fun. It was a pretty accurate representation of what it was like to tackle that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Arlen to this day tells me the hardest he ever got hit was me coming through the the, the A gap, and we just met head on, and he just fell backwards, and it it looked like he was in a drunken stammer going backwards. It was a good hit. It's crazy, like when you understand the game, how much better you are. Like, well, yeah, I think that versus athlete, like yeah. Um. Because I could hardly walk the next day. My senior year, they tried to do that thing, same thing with me, Steve, where you line them up at fullback. And it was like a 12 option give thing. And they handed it off to me. And I remember Craig Ayers, before he got huge, was sitting on the other side of the line. And it just opened up. And there's Craig. And I just remember being like, yeah, fuck it. I just put my head down and ran his ass over. And I felt so bad. And I'm not an athletic dude. Never claimed to be. 
but that's the hardest I've ever hit anyone in my life. And then I remember coming back and I'm like seeing stars because I definitely led with the crown of my helmet. (laughs) And I'm looking at Craig and Craig's like, Brad, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And and Craig's mouth probably hardly moved. It was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Brad, though? At least you got the 12 option. It was just like Steve Ball. That's all it was. It was like there was no option, just Steve Ball. There was no. All right, everybody's going to step gap inside and drive ahead. Yep. Steve, you're 6'5". I just want you to jump into the people. (laughs) (laughs) And the eye back behind you is going to do the bush push. Yeah, I think it was Jay Sun behind me. Jay Sun's going to push you into the end zone. (laughs) Perfect. Probably could have. Probably could have just picked you up. Because, Brad, you know who tackled me in practice because of that? Ray Withers. Oh. What an idiot. But he was so – if he ever listens, I need him to – he was so good, too. But He was. He was really good. He just – I remember we had to put him in an offensive line for the first time because we had we had someone get hurt or something. So every they put me, he put him at guard next to me. Every play, I said what to do so the defense knew what was coming. I said, don't block him, go block him. Because <laughs> we'd come up, he like – we got the play. All right, we go to the line. Steve, what's the play? I was like, God dang it. <laughs> Crap. Okay, roll tide. Oh, I'll real quick, did that. you guys see the new South Carolina head coach? No. They're gonna hire they're gonna hire Oklahoma Sooner assistant Shane Beamer to be the next South Carolina head football coach. Beamer ball? Beamer yeah. ball. That's actually I kind of like that. And then Munkin needs to go to Vanderbilt. <coughs> Should have came to Illinois. Or Illinois. At this point, as long as we get rid of Levy, I'm good. You know what? We can replace him with Beckman. We can go backwards all over again. But that's for another topic, and we've only yeah. got 50 minutes to cover all of these. Yeah. So. Roll Tide what? Alabama. Roll doing Alabama things. Did you see the interview with Saban? Oh, they think they have confidence to yeah, he's play like, with Alabama. Think, how do you, they think they have confidence against us? I guess we're just going to have to go ahead and <laughs> – it was, it was something. I can't even remember the exact quote, but basically just put them back in their place. You know, they beat us last year. They have some confidence. And we're going to show them right where they stand or something like that. It was like, okay. Which is weird because you never really hear him talk shit. I found it. Don't worry. He is a very vengeful person. Oh, yeah. So, So this is what he said. He said, LSU beat us last year. They probably have some confidence that they can play well against Alabama. So we're going to have to change the way they think when it comes to that as well. Yes. There we go. Very Sabinish. Just low key F you and moved on. I think Saban, again, he's another one of those guys that has the like Jordan mindset. Yes. That like I guarantee he lost to LSU last year and has thought about it every day. Yeah. He actually was sleeping in an LSU Tiger blanket. So when he woke up every morning, he knew. Who he had to who he had to not only beat but embarrass. Dude, yeah. they put up 45 and a half. And that was the most I, hated. 
That's the most uh-huh. LSU was given up. That's the most points scored in Baton Rouge, I think they said. And they could have scored more. You're telling me Alabama could only score 10 points in the second half? No, they could have scored 90. Their if receivers Nick's... are so fast. Alabama's you know, I... receivers are so fast. Here's said... the thing. Here's the thing. I think in a couple years, LSU is going to be good again the way they were. <clears throat> the problem is you talked a bunch of trash, but you're not ready to be Alabama yet where every year you're good. Right. Like, you need to know going into that game, if you win, shut up about it because next year is going to be bad. Well, hey, well, it's nice to know that, you know, to to beat the champ, to be the champion, you got to beat the champion. And, and we did that this year, and you just move on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, have now, a very classy statement. Josh Don't said, say one, two, Alabama, roll tide, F you, you know, uh, probably not wise. Now, Coach O's defense, wasn't it a player that filmed that and released it? So in his defense, in a locker room, he should be able to say that in a locker room. Like after the media leaves, he should be able to bring them in and say something like that. I'm not saying you should to like a Nick Saban. I mean, like whoever you play, you should be able to say that and not have it be released to the public. So in his defense, he was probably in that moment of like, I could say this. But at the same time, yeah, but with social media, how many NFL players' dongs have we seen because of celebrations? <laughs> and this is like a known problem with LSU, though. Because remember, after, after the national championship game, like players were filming other players getting like paid money by Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. Yeah. He was like, like throwing the money. He was like this. I think that's part of why, like, the players love Coach O so much, but at the same time, like, then you got to deal with this shit where it's like no one ever should have seen that. Yeah. But no, that's because what I'm saying, even like, if it was, you know, you're going to get paid in the NFL and they're just making a, a show of it, like, it can be taken the wrong way real quick. Real fast. And that's, what I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. Like, in a locker room, he – I look at both sides of it. He should have been able to say something like that to get them pumped up to be like, look, we can do this. But I think it you should only say that to like not Alabama. That should, yeah. Alabama and Clemson are those two teams you shouldn't even say that, cameras or not. Kind of like let's beat them a couple times before we start saying like roll tide what? Like when Nick Saban <laughs> retires, like that's when you can say it. That's the kind of loss, though, that, like, would destroy some programs. But I think Coach O's the kind of guy that's had such a rough career. He's just like, whatever. Yeah. He's been through the fire and flames. So yeah. did you see the video of Coach O losing his mind and throwing his head on the ground? And I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. Go ahead. I like, I would want to play for that, dude. It was – it was probably the biggest tirade I've ever seen on a sideline. Like he like threw the headset, then he took off the little uh, box thing, which by the way, why don't they have like, they make headsets where everything is just in the headset now. Why do you need the little com box? I don't understand that. I think it's so people don't, it's so that way there's no interference because Uh, like, so I like at Charleston, I talked, coach Hogan told me this. 
It was like in 2011 or 12. I can't remember where they were playing at, but it was near a fast food restaurant. So the guys up in the box, it kept interfering with that. And so they would hear, all of a sudden you would hear, yeah, I would like 10 chicken McNuggets. And they were like, who said that? And all of a sudden you're, all right, that'll be 1025 or whatever. And so they tried to see if they could talk. And I guess it was coming out of their thing. Oh too. my gosh. So it kept picking up. So I've heard the box like helps with, Okay, because if you play with the old headsets, now we're really going down a rabbit hole, but they would literally run cables down from the press box mm -hmm. to the sideline. Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? I also love when you see that, like, the quarterback has to pick up, like, an old-school corded phone yes. to talk to the offensive coordinator. Yes. There's but no cell phone service, I guess. That totally makes sense. It's like a secure walkie-talkie. Yeah. Yeah. And then – can, like, hack it or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, I know – because Nathan knows this, the wireless headsets, the head coach one can switch to, like, offense and defense. But a yeah. lot of high schools don't have just that, so I don't know why. But, like, I know on his, he can switch to special teams. He can switch to defense. He can switch to offense. If he has just one guy he wants to talk to, they can switch to a channel. So I know oh. that's what they all do. Because there's okay. some school, there's some Chicago suburb schools up here that are private that can afford those fancy, you know, those AT and T ones or those big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's high schools up here that have them, and I'm like, how do you afford that? Because those things, the wireless ones are expensive. Those ones, yeah. I can't imagine. Well, they're like three hundred bucks for like the the Coachcom ones or whatever. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, and like one of these, one of those are probably four hundred dollars a piece. Like it's oh my, and then they got the Bose headsets to go with them. I mean, like you know, those things are probably twelve hundred. They're probably flight noise canceling headphones. There's a suburb up. Here. There's a private school up here. I can't remember. I saw a picture of the head coach having one. Oh my gosh, what I would do for a Bose headset. But yeah, so so I saw the video this morning where Coach O was throwing his headset down. And the coach tweet, he goes, all I see from this is the best GA ever. A GA runs and grabs him another one. And, and you could see it. He's running behind him with one ready to go. <laughs> yeah. He grabbed his spare one. I think who's the better GA? The guy who picked up Coach O's headset or the guy who had to go get Lane Kiffin's clipboard out of the stands where he chucked it for <laughs> Uh, the best GA ever was, uh, what was it? Red Lightning from Florida State. He's an all-timer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, we've jumped down some rabbit holes here in the last seven minutes. Here we've, we've really 
the best GAs ever. But how impressive was Alabama to score 21 quick points by just running the football? That's all they did was run the football. That old line is massive. Yeah. And, and you know, everybody like – like I, I tweeted at a guy about, you know, the Bears' plan to get Alabama's offensive line. I'm sorry, but he's, he's like, oh, you know, Mustafer's okay. I don't want okay. I want ass kickers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Notre Dame has good offensive linemen, but other than Quentin Nelson, they have never had an ass kicker. We need a guy that can pour syrup on some pancakes. Like, we need – Yes, we need – honestly, I wish that the Bears would have had a chance to draft Quentin Nelson because I would not have even – I wouldn't have even blinked at that. That would have been a beautiful pick. Here's the thing. Like, the Bears, the Bears always get cutesy with their offensive line picks. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, oh, he's a D2 guy, you know. Like, they should only draft linemen from Alabama, Notre Dame, or Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing is, is I think people try and get cute with things, and it's like just draft winners on the offensive line because that's all they know. Yeah. Why are you sitting here, oh, we're going to take Chris Williams out of Vanderbilt who has a neck issue and doesn't even get to play his first year, but he could be really good. The and then, then he wasn't even an offensive tackle. He ended up being a guard. Yeah. I, I, there, there's just certain things that really irritate me. And, like, my thing is, is uh, you're taking that left tackle from Alabama. Because, yeah. honestly, I think you can get – I don't think Trubisky's that bad with a decent line in front of him. Decent I, line, some play calling. Decent line, some play calling. He's not yeah. too bad. Yeah, I don't think he's that bad. I think that Matt Nagy has basically screwed up his NFL career. Like, he's going to go somewhere, and he's going to be successful. He's going to go to, like, the 49ers. Yeah, and actually get coached up. Yeah, or go back to Kansas City. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God, it's 1021. Yeah, I know. Um, Mormons mullets. Well, real quick, I wanted to tell you. I know we were tweeting, like, I said Bama was big, and you talked about how quick they were. But I asked, did you see how much bigger they were than LSU? Oh, yeah. Like, they They're walked. Mammoths. Did you, They showed Alabama's wide receivers and some I didn't know. God, they look like The Rock. Like, they they were massive. Yeah. So, my quick question is, and you, have to, you don't have to rant about it, the stuff they're doing for speed and all that. Yeah, even though they're lifting like that, they're still going to get big, right? They're still going to grow from that type of lifting. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have some hypertrophy just from like, lift. You know, I mean, you're gonna that that will. They're not lifting for the size; they're lifting for the power. But it's just going to happen, is, though. Yeah, it will happen. I mean, it. But they are very much about the power, and I mean, they dude. What other college football team in college right now is getting? more powerful every week from uh, watching Alabama watching Alabama from old the old miss game till now good oh, lord dude. yeah and they're without that stud wide receiver yeah like, could you imagine if they had another offensive weapon what the hell this would they is, even do this is the best overall wide receiver core I think that they've had and their pass protection is unbelievable. 
Yeah. And I think that's where you, that you just said the offensive lineman speed to keep up with those D linemen is yeah. what's doing it. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, really, so they had, uh, they had a video and I, I think I retweeted it. That right tackle that they have, that sophomore, it's like six, seven, 330, 340 pounds standing in between two 36 inch boxes averts lands in a split squat position on top of the boxes one foot on one box one foot on the other box what other offensive lineman in the country is doing that as a sophomore you know what's funny this is an illinois show we've talked about everything else you know I just need to change it again. I really want Illinois to to get on the speed based training thing, but they just continue to do agility ladders and call it speed work. So, Florida is going to play Alabama December nineteenth, I think, for the SEC championship. Does Florida have a chance? I think they have a a puncher's chance. I know because Brad thinks they have a big chance offensively. I don't I, think they're going to stop Alabama offensively so you're gonna have to score points and i think florida can score enough points that's exactly it you have to be the offense that has the horses to keep up so if alabama goes up by 10 it's over because once they get up by 10 you're not you're not stopping them no yeah because then they can just run and salt the game away yeah you've got to go strike for strike because i mean they can they can either pass or run the ball and beat you they have the option it isn't then, like Florida where they just throw the ball. Um, no, like Alabama can do everything. That's going to be exciting. And then Clemson-Notre Dame is clinched for the ACC. Oh, that'll be a nice game to watch. It'll that'll be, be interesting to see the Lawrence factor. Right. Mormons-Mullets. This was a really good game, but like I said last night, I was kind of hoping we would see like a 50-something to 40-something game. Yeah. That's but what I, I was hoping for. That's not really who Coastal Carolina is. But I figured, like, BYU had a day and a half or two to really game plan for this. Um, you know, they, they BYU doesn't see an option offense besides maybe Army and them, but they don't see this pistol speed option, read option from a pistol. So I was kind of hoping for, like, breakaways and, like, it could have been 48 to 32. I don't care. I was just hoping for high scoring. I think BYU was more athletically gifted, but Coastal Carolina was nastier. BYU was really nice. Because I'm going to tell you this. If they had Coastal Carolina's quarterback who had just thrown an interception and beaten the hell out of him, I'm pretty sure those defensive players would have been out there beating the hell out of BYU players. That's the most I've ever seen a team go after a quarterback. I don't even know if you guys will remember this. But look at what Illinois did to Antoine Randall L. when he was at Indiana. Antoine Randall L. played punter for Indiana. Like, he was that good of an athlete. And Illinois would have two guys who would basically do that every time Indiana had to punt. I mean, I just don't – I think BYU looked, looked good, but they're very nice. And against a Clemson or an Alabama, they would get destroyed physically. Well, and that was the thing, like, what was it? Coastal got the ball first? Yeah. I don't remember. But, yeah. I don't remember. But anyway, the first time BYU got the ball, 
and the handoff to the running back, and he ran by everybody. How much bigger he was than like their linebackers? Like he was just as big. I'm yeah. like, okay, BYU should dominate the line of scrimmage and should just run the ball every time. And this guy should never get tackled. There Never. was sometimes where he didn't get touched until he was four yards downfield. It reminded right. me of Clemson with ETN because sometimes right. ETN doesn't get touched for right four or five yards. Here's the thing, though: like, did BYU shoot themselves in the foot by not just running the ball? A little bit. They really stuck to that wide zone. I would love to see more inside zone stuff off of that, but they just kept doing wide zone, wide zone, and it's like. I think they tried to give that quarterback his time, and he really crapped the bet. Who who was the announcers last night? I don't know. Okay, both of them had clearly never watched Coastal Carolina's offense because there was two or three times where it's like, "Oh, that was a blown up play. They did something wrong." And I was like, "No, they made it look like an ISO play." And then you saw the quarterback spin and went into a speed option. Yeah. Like, all it is is a fake. Well, they were trying to say that was the game of the year, and I was like, it's too low scoring to be game of the year. It's not as exciting. Like, it was exciting for us college guys that watched college football and wanted to see two underdogs play one another and leave it all out there, but that's not game of the year. I don't know. It was very even. I'll say this. It was very even. The first round would have been a game of the year. Two overtime. It was even, but I don't think it was ever in doubt that Coastal was going to win. In that second half. Yeah, they had the momentum. Like, and their offense chewed so much clock. Yeah. I haven't seen a college offense do that in forever. Well, Army does it all the time. Well, other than a service academy or Georgia Tech. Someone said, Coach Steve, I, I knew we would convert you to the option because I said this offense is sexy. And I was like, I love the pistol option stuff because yeah. you can do RPO stuff off of it and it's the same footwork. It's the same looks. So you're not teaching anything new. But uh, And I, they just played with no fear. They just didn't care yeah. what happened. They were like, no yeah. fear. We don't care. You know, and that's why I am really hoping that Michigan cancels on Ohio State and we can have a true – because if Ohio State beats Coastal Carolina, that's a great win. You're going to be in the college football playoff. I personally, the only team they've had to play that was worth a dip was Indiana. And I would love to see that game with an extra minute. Well, let's we, just go right into this because we're I'm – I'm, I'm, I'm rushing us now. We'll just go yeah. college football playoff now. So I said this yesterday, and you guys disagree with me. I still think no matter what happens, it needs to be Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, unless Clemson loses to Notre Dame. I think if Notre Dame loses the ACC championship, they still should be in it. They've done it with Alabama, where Alabama was a one-loss team, and they let them in. Yeah, no, I think Notre Dame's done enough to be in, no matter what happens. Or should it be how they play? If they lose to Clemson, should it be how they lose? Oh, if they get blown out by Clemson, yeah, they're out. And I think you have a conversation. I still think they're in as four. But I think you have to have the conversation. Yeah, so like, let's say it's exactly like last time where it's – let's say Clemson wins by a field goal in one overtime. 
does Notre Dame get in? Yeah. I think so. If they lose yeah. by 40, then it needs to be, instead of just putting them in, let's see who we could put in besides them. Hey, it would be – see, everybody keeps saying Florida over A&M, but I'm sorry. I think A&M is more well-rounded. A&M has a way better offensive line than Florida. Like, and if Florida gets obliterated by Alabama, which could happen, could happen, um, I think the A&M – dude, I watched A&M play – who did they play yesterday? Auburn, right? Mm -hmm. Dude, their offensive line, they are men. Like, A&M – took over that game in the fourth quarter and there was like no doubt about it. Their offensive line, that that kid was running forever without getting touched. And I hate it. I'm not a big Jimbo Fisher fan, but I, so I hate agreeing with stuff like that. But yeah, like they look better than at the beginning of the year. They've improved a lot <clears throat> from the beginning of the year till now. And, but that's the thing. If Florida beats Alabama, I still think A&M should get in over, over Florida in a way. Yeah. yeah, but but that's the thing. If Florida beats Alabama somehow, then it's going to be Alabama, Florida, Clemson, Notre Dame. Yes, probably. Yeah, I think that there's. Yeah, I really wish that Ohio State had to. I really wish that Ohio State had to play somebody else. Because let's be honest, Northwestern's not that good. No, I feel bad for Northwestern. I really hope to God Justin Fields plays his worst game of the year. Yeah. And well, Northwestern wins. Just real quick, because I know they're not going to be in it, but go Indiana. Go to Wisconsin without your starting quarterback and win very decisively. Like, I know it was a low-scoring game, but unbelievable defense. Right. But good for them. Oh, yeah, no, I I was going to bet on that game, and I stayed away from it just because I was like, okay, I can see Indiana winning just because of their coach. Like, they're going to be well-prepared. But with a backup quarterback, you never know. Did you see that post game? I oh, I loved it. I loved Dude. it. I yeah, loved that it. was unbelievable. As a coach, that is the environment that you hope to create. I hope from an Owen Hoy fan, I don't want him there, but as a coaching fan, I hope he stays there. I'm honestly like I I am sliding towards being an Indiana fan. I would Just love to but... him and their strength and conditioning philosophy. It more matches my beliefs, um, and I think you can see that. So what I also found out this week was was Ohio State also does sprint based football stuff. Okay. So there's a reason probably Ohio State's been kicking everybody's tail too. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Um, and so pretty interesting. We can dive down that at some point in time, but yeah, no, I am a huge, uh, Tom Allen fan. And that is a guy he's like a better Pat Fitzgerald, like Pat Fitzgerald's got a lot of buy-in and there's, there's a guy that, that came from Northwestern that's had success, not amazing success, but he's done well for Northwestern. Considering you got to have like a 28 ACT to even get into the school. Right. Um, no, I think, I think Notre Dame needs to get in no matter what. 
even if they lose by 30 or 40, I think it's like, okay, they need to go back in. Now, they'd probably have to play Alabama at that point. I think that would be more interesting than what you think. Because I think I think Notre Dame could control the ball enough. It would be three yards in a cloud of dust. Because their line is good about, enough, and they use those tight ends well enough. They could, watching them, yeah. Watching them play Syracuse yesterday. Syracuse came out and played tough at first. I was impressed. I love Dino Babers. He has a very young team. That quarterback story is amazing. He had testicular cancer. He comes yeah. back and is able to play football. He has a young team. Babers, I want to go to Illinois so bad just because Brad's shaking his head. But wherever he goes, besides this year, he does get wins. Like, he'll get you six to eight wins. Oh, I don't have a problem with the hire. I just, why would you go there? They thought when he was at Eastern and the Beckman thing was going down, it had been talked about, like, Babers going to Illinois. I think Bowling Green offered more money. And, and Illinois was in that debacle of, like, get rid of Beckman and and all well, that. And I mean, my cousin was talking about during the Beckman era, he was getting treatment on his hamstring, and all the GAs are shredding all of the medical documents for all the football players. <laughs> he comes in at one point, and he's telling them, you guys are doing a great job. You just keep it up. You know, like, okay. What a scumbag. Yeah, he's a freaking turd, dude. You throw your ACL, like, you're good. Yeah, either that, either you're going to play on that torn ACL, or I'm going to take away your scholarship. Okay, I know we passed by the mullet conversation at this point, but that dude from BYU, that late game concussion. Oh, yeah. Whoa. He was out of it. Did you see his eyes? Yeah. He was like, where the hell am I at? And that was just from whiplash, wasn't it? Like he fell on the yeah. ground and bang. Yeah, they took his feet out from under him. Well, you saw his head just wall off. And the I think head. I think it hit twice. Yeah, yeah, because I think he landed on it, flung back up, and then came back down. And yeah. he, I want to know: Is he related to the politician? Yeah, I was wondering that too. The Romney. If you saw. That's not a common name either. No, I gotta look it up now. Okay, you look that up. So, okay, Jamie, look it up. Football. What were College we doing? Football, Notre Dame, Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State needs to beat Coastal Carolina. Moving on. God, if I don't care who I piss off, I don't think Ohio State should be there. I don't care. They shouldn't. I, I, don't, I don't think like they Cincinnati should. either, but yeah, I don't think they should either. I don't even so, know. I would most, most, much rather have a Florida that plays Alabama tough in an SEC championship game. Because I think if, if they lose by a field goal in the SEC championship, there's a real big conversation there because I think Alabama is leaps and bounds the number one team in the country. And then I think you have Clemson, who is a kryptonite um, that could keep it within a score, within a touchdown, maybe two, maybe ten points. But I don't think – I think Notre Dame, if they drain the clock, could. But if they try and outscore them, nah, they're not going to do anything. If Florida loses to Alabama, I think Texas A&M should go because they're much improved. They beat Florida. Yeah. They need to go. And it'd be interesting, what would happen if it was Alabama versus Clemson first round and Notre Dame versus Texas A&M? 
It'd be fun. I, my thing with Texas A&M is they got their asses whooped earlier in the year when Alabama didn't look as good. But why well, they, it would why have to be to do this again. But it would have to be that way because you can't have Clemson play Notre Dame and then the first round of playoff Clemson versus Notre Dame for the third time. It would have to be. Honestly, that could make them the two, three, though. If you're talking about one loss teams, that would be the two, three matchup, and then Alabama would play AM. I think if Notre Dame loses to Clemson, it's going to put Texas AM at the three and maybe put Notre Dame at the four. Well, Ohio State's in as much as we don't want them in there. Michigan, I know. Michigan do the right thing. And then Coastal Carolina, anytime, anywhere, any place, and they have to go to the blue turf. <laughs> and that they play. The most, that is the most NCAA football looking thing I've ever seen, dude. That is where you start your career in NCAA thirteen, I think. Coastal Carolina, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Them or Texas State? It's one of those two where you start. Yeah. Then you okay. end up at Notre Dame or. Alabama. Update on BYU. Um, so they're distant relatives. But get this. His name is Gunnar Romney. And his brother's name is Baylor. Are they the whitest people on earth? Now they need mullets. That's what needs to happen yeah. now. If your name's Gunnar Romney and you don't have a mullet, I think you have to change your name. Yeah. To, to Steve or Brad. <laughs> with some applesauce yeah okay. all right illinois football sucks they need to go uh illinois played good for a while they looked competent at first and then iowa was like oh we're iowa we beat you by 62 years ago illinois has not beat iowa football since 2008 makes sense ron zook yeah. needs to come back yeah Yep. Come back and you apologize. Lovey Smith yep. goes back to the Bears and apologize, and Ron Zuck needs to go back to Illinois and apologize. Lovey Smith got fired for going ten and six with the Bears. Like, can we not? Can we not forget that? Like, no one could ever forget that. It's we would that miscarriage of justice, and that's ever happened. We would take that now. Ten and six right now for the Bears would be fine with me. I would take eight and eight now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so Ron Zook back to the Illinois and apologize. Bear, love you back to the Bears. No, I honestly, I, you know, how many people is Lovey going to fire before we figure out that Lovey's the problem? Did you hear? You didn't watch the game, but I was. I had both. I had the BYU one on, and then Illinois. Yeah. They were talking about Lovey, and they said, "Well, let's look at Lovey's career. He's been here five years. It showed his record and everything." Not to talk bad about Lovey, he can out coach me any day of the week. Whatever. He forgot said, a lot about football that we'll not know. But these announcers were like, Lovey has done such a great job with this program. Look at the talent he has brought in. Look at the recruits he's brought in. Look at the adjustments they've made for them to be good. And I was like, hold on a second. Time out. He came into a shit show. We all know that. And it's going to take yeah. a few years. Yes. But it's I was five. patient. I yeah, was patient. Five. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, because I, I, and honestly, when they hired him, I was like, okay, would have liked to have had PJ Fleck or a fiery guy. 
that can establish some really good culture because he's been rowing the boat since his Central Michigan days. But um, Lovey was, I thought, the smart hire because it instantly gives you name cred and it gives you consistency because you know he's going to be consistent. And he brought in a coaching staff that probably could have, you know, like, dude, his his defensive coordinator was Hardy Nickerson, all defensive, all decade linebacker for the 90s for the NFL. I mean, he had instant name cred with his entire staff. Um, I went to that first clinic and they were all super approachable. They were super good dudes down to earth. I thought, and then, you know, I really liked Garrick McGee as an offensive coordinator. Like I thought he could get it done. And then it was like, well, you know, we're going to fire the offense. Like Lovey, I think has the special teams guy left from the original staff. There's been a lot of overturn. There's been a lot of change of offense. There's been Lovey giving up play calling of defense, but then taking it back. There's been a lot of frustration. There's been injuries. There's been having the youngest team in the country, but that's the thing. You had the youngest team in the country two years ago. Now it's a couple years later. They should have taken this leap. You know, and, and here's the other thing with injuries. So you look at how they do things, and when you lift to be a bodybuilder and you try and play a sport that demands athleticism, you're probably going to get hurt more than others. Just throwing that out there. If you don't yep. sprint, like there's science out there now, you need to have some max efforts 72 hours before a competition, at least 72 hours, if not 48. And if you're just in there lifting weight really, 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 really slow, you know, like I just saw a thing, Lou Hernandez put it out. Oh, this offensive lineman squatted 500 pounds. He's the beast. But then I watched, you know, Alabama, and it's like, hey, 40 of our players are, you know, over a thousand watts generated in a lift. And by the way, we went out and sprinted on Wednesday so we can be great on Saturday. Um, yeah, like we're not even doing in the weight room what we need to be because here's what's happening. The speed base is taking off, right? And then you've got this old school that is power lift, power lift, power lift. And it's an incline, but it is a very small incline. So not only are we getting out coached, but we will hear in a couple of years if they don't make a change, um, we will be it, like it'll be an absolute shit show all over again. Right. Okay. I have to say, I'm going to say one positive thing about Lovey Smith. Every once in a while, you see it come together for like a brief period of time where it's like the defense plays Lovey ball. Yep. And there are takeaways, and it's like complimentary football, and it's everything I've ever wanted Illinois to be. Yep. Like, I want to keep believing it's possible for it to happen. Like, does he not know how to recruit? Sure. He hasn't done a great job. There's a lot of things that he hasn't done a great job. But there's, like, still a chance there for me. I don't think he has the Chicago connection. Right. He doesn't have the Chicago connection that I'd hoped for. Kind yeah. of like what Brad Underwood is getting. Brad Underwood is getting that Chicago, Illinois, just Illinois in general connection. Yeah. And we don't have that for Illinois football. What if Ron Zook came in as an assistant to help recruit? 
Because Ron Zook can recruit. I wish that would happen. Mm, yeah. I wish he would just get Ron Zook come in and hire Derek Leonard as his offensive coordinator. Or can we just hire Derek Gus? Or we just hire that entire staff from Coastal Carolina? Yes. The entire staff? Yes. Yeah. They have an amazing culture. And I want to be a part of the WWE celebrations. And can Pat we talk McAfee about would show up on the middle of the Illinois field and do breaking tables. He's in the, he's wrestling today. Pat McAfee's yeah, is. wrestling tonight. Dude, he's yeah. actually really freaking good, by Did, the way. I've had to get up a couple times. Did you guys talk about how every part of Coastal Carolina's team had like a fun name? Like their offensive line is called the Mighty Mites, which is great. <laughs> but that's what I love. Like I wish they would do that in Illinois. Like you got to do that. They just said, one, you got to be good. <clears throat> like for my offensive lineman, I kind of want to make sure that says the protective agency or something and have like a picture of an offensive line. Like give them something. Yeah, but, how they, do that? but Lovey Smith is not that guy to do that kind of stuff. No, not really. If you want that, you've got to hire somebody different. No, like on the Illinois game, there was um there was a pass interference call that they missed. Our, our the Iowa defender just pushed Illinois guy down and they didn't call it. Lovey is standing right there and all he does is puts his hand up. If that was Coastal Carolina's head coach or did you watch Tom Allen yesterday when they missed or, a pass interference call? Yeah, or Tom Allen. They would go up and defend that player. <clears throat> no, it was forever. his quarterback. His quarterback got leveled. And freaking Tom Allen went off. Now, it was a clean hit, but he was still <laughs> protecting that kid who was a, you know, <laughs> his second game starting or whatever. Right. But, yeah, you know, Noah, they need to go. They need to get recruits. They need to hire – Spend the money and get Gus. <clears throat> Spend the money and get Clemson's OC. Go get Coastal Carolina's entire staff. Get Munkin. I don't care. A culture guy that could come in. Because yeah. Munkin's going to adapt the offense to almost Coastal Carolina's. I guarantee he shows up in the Big Ten. You're going to see Coastal Carolina offense with Munkin. And I and I personally think you've got to have somebody that's fun. <clears throat> because right. now, because now Illinois is not just recruiting against you know, Indiana's now in the pot for recruiting. Look at how that team reacted after that win. Any recruit, you want to come come to Indiana. This is the best coach in the country. When your kids are saying that. All right, we got to move on because I got to hurry us up. I have 10 minutes before I got to go serve applesauce. <laughs> that you don't have. So it's actually going to be uh, some plant-based alternative. Soy byproduct. <laughs> Soy sauce. Hey. What's up? Yeah. See, I put on Facebook too, so now get more. Oh, fancy. Okay, so we're talking Illinois basketball. Yeah, I have like three minutes. This has to be under three minutes. Okay, yeah. minute. okay go ahead. Brad, thing, you get a minute. My biggest thing, Illinois looked slow for the first time against Baylor. Adam Miller is fearless. I think he might just be my new favorite player. He didn't have a great game, but that dude never backed down during that game. And last thing I'll say is Baylor looks like the best possible version of a Shaka Smart team. Like no one's that tall, but everyone's super athletic and everything switches on defense. That defense was horrifying. <laughs> Like, scary to watch it. 
I think if I had to dribble yeah. up the court, I would just give him the ball and shit my pants. <laughs> or shit your pants and then give him the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go change my drawers. Can you hold on to this? <laughs> I'll be right back. Um, so here's my take because it's Steve's show, so we'll let him go last. He'll back clean up. But I think personally, I think well, what you saw in Adam Miller, I saw in Curbelo. Curbelo was taking that ball to the paint fearlessly and trying to make things happen. Um, you could tell it was our first big game that we've played in where we've had big expectations because last year we were kind of the dark horse, right? Like everybody, this is good. Feel good story. Illinois is coming back. This was the first time we had expectations on our shoulders to beat a Baylor being, we are right now. And this is going to sound bad, but I don't mean it as a bad way. Illinois is the inferior team to Baylor just because Baylor had a lot of success last year. They had those expectations. To beat a team like that, when you are a less, there you go, lesser team. That's the easier way to put it. You have to do the little things. When you look at our our defensive rebounding in the first half, great. We did great. But as soon as you look at the you look at the scoring line, as soon as Baylor started getting offensive rebounds, that's when that game stretched to twelve points or whatever. Yeah, and you're not going to close a twelve point gap on a Baylor when they play that kind of defense. I will say I got one more thing. I think something to watch out for the rest of the year. I don't think Brad Underwood knows how to defend a pick and roll. Mm. Mm -mm. Never has. Even I watched him when he was at Oklahoma State. Same exact problem. And that's with – he had Marcus Smart, who's an excellent defensive guard there. Yeah. And they still couldn't defend a pick and roll. Yeah, that's yeah. And Baylor hammered us on that. Yeah. Good for Georgie to show up in the first half, though, because without him, you know, um, he has those games, and then he has games where it's like, what the hell, Georgie? And he's got like four fouls, and you're like, what happened? Like, what are you doing? And it's like stupid fouls. Like, he just shoves the guy in the back in the post, and then he gets called for the foul. Um, so good for Georgie stepping up. That was nice, but did they just not call over the back fouls on Baylor? Well, you got to box out first. We have to actually box well, someone out to get you know, that. Demonte Williams had a dude boxed out completely, and he just and the guy, back. Yeah, like it's but, weird because I've sat close enough at some of those college games, and like if it's an over the back out of bounds situation. If it goes off the inside player's hand, but the other guy was over the back, they'll just give the ball to the team who had position because the foul is going to give them the ball anyways. Yeah, but it's a foul. Right. But that's, I've, I've heard that justification. I've, I've been on that court. Like, like they, there's a reason you only have five of them. Yeah. But, but that is, that is the conversation I have heard a referee, a Big Ten referee, have a conversation with. And I think it was with Underwood because there was one time where I lucked out and got freaking uh, I got on Craigslist, which is scary, and picked up a $12 ticket and literally sat on the front row by myself of an Illinois basketball game. That's awesome. 
Yes. Steve, you've talked into your time. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, have to wrap your this up and go. So I'm just, I think this is a good loss to have actually, because now it's like, okay, this is what it takes. This is what we can see. We got to play Duke. I think they can beat Duke. I think we can. Duke's not as good as everyone thinks they are from watching them uh, against Michigan State, right? Yeah. So, all right. Well, I got to wrap this up and go. We do have things to do in a pandemic. Yeah, things to we do. Could go for hours. We could go for hours. Yes. I say we can talk. I feel like the juiciest part of this conversation, Illinois basketball, we just started. And now we all have to go. Don't worry. We'll come back tonight. I'll open it up again tonight. I'll just open it and see if you guys show up. I got to work until 730. Well, I'm perfect. available. 745. We'll see you, Brad. <laughs> I work from home now, so we're good. Must be nice. We right. actually went to school tomorrow. Oh, he literally left. He did. He said, F you both. <laughs> All right, Anyways. guys. Well, always been fun. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. See you guys next time. Goodbye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.